and I want to introduce you to Dion, one of the admins of the Huey P. Newton Gun Club. I'm so excited to have him because we're going to talk about gun safety and all things gun related. Hi, Dion. Hey, hey how you doing? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for being here and having this conversation. I know at Urban Farming with Trish, we advocate self-sufficiency, self-sustainability, like gardening, and a little bit of prepping too. And part of that is like protecting our property, um, being safe. So right. um, thank you for um, for being here. Like, what are some of the, the things we need to know as far as owning a gun? Well, I'm going to just talk about, uh, before I get into that, I'm going to just kind of give, you know, the people a little bit of information about myself um, okay. and, and how I and how I kind of <clears throat> got into guns. I'm going to try to be brief with it. But um, I would say uh, I, I kind of grew up in, in, in Georgia, uh, stayed mm -hmm. in Columbus, Georgia for like 28 years until I moved to the Atlanta area. But before I moved to Atlanta, um, I'll probably say around the summer of 2016, you know, is when I started taking firearms training uh, a lot serious. You know, I've probably been shooting since 2009, but, mm -hmm. you know, not 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 really that much. Yeah. Um, you know, just like everybody else, you know, we started seeing, you know, an increase in uh, police shootings and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So I wanted to do something about it. I really didn't know how I was going to approach that. And I stay on social media a lot. So that's how I ended up finding the Huey P. Newton Gun Club. I saw what they were doing out there in uh, uh, Texas. And uh, I wanted to join. Um, at the time, there was no chapter that was in Georgia. So I just decided to join. Later on, uh, you had a Atlanta chapter and a Columbus, Georgia chapter, and so on and so forth. So it kind of turned into a hobby. And, and, and it kind of got serious from there. Um, you know, I'm a big, big advocate for guns and, and, and gun safety and mm -hmm. self-defense for Black people. And, and that's what we advocate for with the uh, gun club. Uh, you know, it also helped me to kind of be able to network and meet other people. Um, so a lot of stuff I share, you know, is, is gun related, you know, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Instagram or whatever. So. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just kind of wanted to dedicate my time to uh, learning and teaching at the same time. So I always kind of still consider myself a student. Um, I later on became a uh, a uh, certified instructor through the uh, state as well. Um, some people don't really like to deal with you unless you got those credentials. And, mm -hmm. you know, for me, that's something that I wanted to do to also try to, uh, you know, gain that trust from from people that I was, you know, training. So right. I think yeah. that's great. So, um, like, um, for me, I'm a gun owner, but I don't really know, you know, the safety tips in terms of, I just know to point it and shoot it. That's all I know. Right, right, right. So, you know, you, you'll get, you'll get a lot of information from people about, uh, especially when it comes to females, uh, a lot of guys, they'll like to say, you know, um, you got to find a gun that's suitable for a woman or, you know, mm -hmm. this is what you should shoot first. And uh, that's not true at all. Um, there is no, you know, gun that they make that's strictly for a female to shoot. Mm -hmm. um, 
like I said, you'll get a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, what I tell people is starting out uh, when you're like, before you even start talking about firearms and how to shoot it, and before you even really put a gun in a person's hand, uh, you want to kind of go over the safety rules. Mm. And you have four uh, main safety cardinal rules that people should always remember. And the very first one is to assume every firearm is always loaded, mm. um, regardless of who hands it to you or what they tell you about that firearm. They can take the magazine out mm. and say, hey, here, you know, check this out. But we want to assume that there is a round still inside of that chamber. Mm. So we're just going to make the assumption that all firearms are loaded, uh, regardless of what other people tell you. And the second rule is to control the muzzle or the front of that gun at all times. So if you're at the firing range or anything like that, and let's say you want to turn around and, and talk to the person to the left or to the right of you, you don't want to turn around and talk to them with that gun in your hand. Mm -hmm. So you want to keep that muzzle or that barrel facing down range at all times. Uh, control the muzzle at all times. Mm -hmm. uh, and that kind of leads into the third rule, which is keep your finger off the trigger and mm -hmm. out of the trigger guard at all times. Mm -hmm. so, if, so, so, so if you have to draw your gun, mm -hmm. you don't want to immediately put your finger on that trigger until you're, at, until you're ready to shoot. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. Give me a sec. My light just went out in the car. I got to turn it back on. Okay. Give me one second. Uh, hold on. There you go. Okay. All right. So that's the third thing uh, is making sure you keep your finger off the trigger until you're, you're actually ready to shoot, until you right. have verified what you're looking at. Okay. Right. And then uh, last but not least, because there, there are a lot more, mm -hmm. is uh, you want to see that the target area that you're shooting is, uh, is, is, is safe. You know, um, something could be going on in the background or behind that target that you're trying to shoot. Mm -hmm. There may be kids, there may be other vehicles passing by. Mm -hmm. um, so you gotta be aware of your surroundings. So be aware of the target in the target area, making sure that it's, that it's clear. Right. So once you knock out the safety rules and then you can kind of go into everything else. Um, Another thing would be into uh, 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 talking about the anatomy of a firearm, okay. you know, learning how to break it down, mm -hmm. learning how to clean it, learning the proper terminology of those parts. You know how what I'm often, saying? So how that often way should you, can, you um, clean a gun? Uh, I would say for a conservative shooter, mm -hmm. um, every time you shoot, I would say after you go home, break it down and clean it. Okay. You know, most of these guns now that you purchase, they don't they don't necessarily need to be cleaned, but okay. it's just good practice for you to go home and learn mm -hmm. how to break it down. Because if you don't do that, you'll kind of forget how to do that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, learning. Uh, I mean, they got all different type of kits out there that you can use as well. So mm -hmm. knowing what to buy and stuff like that, uh, I would make sure I would get with a person who who knows about firearms to uh, be able to kind of lead you in the right direction for that what's the best place to store it at home like if you're at home and um, just in a safe or a gun 
cabinet or because I can't imagine someone coming in here and then I got a I know a gun safe is the, I don't have any children here so mm. um it's just best to keep it in a gun safe um for me that, that would be a nightmare I would be fumbling with the key and probably forget right what right is. right so yeah that yeah that's the thing you know if 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 you're single and you know, you don't have a lot of people, you know, at the house. Mm -hmm. um, like me, for instance, I uh, I sleep with mine under the pillow. One one in the chamber. Yes. <laughs> under my pillow, every single, like whatever room I'm in, that's mm -hmm. where my gun is. I don't necessarily have it on me, yeah. but it's close by. But it's I have accessible. it in a holster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you know, if you got a, a a huge family or, you know, I mean, whether you got one child or whatever, mm -hmm. um, I mean, it would be the safe thing to uh, get a safe, uh, get something mm -hmm. that's maybe biometric or mm -hmm. has a uh, code, not necessarily just a, a, a key. The key, yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, um, and just have it out of the way. Um, you know, if you do have visitors, people to come over there, just wherever you store it, don't have it out in the open where somebody will come over there and they think you got it's something valuable, whether it's money or a gun. And, you know, so keep it, you know, stored you know, maybe in the back room, in the closet, somewhere like that, you know, if it is in a uh, safe, but make, but also making sure that you can easily, you know, get it, you know. Right. Um, so if the safety is, is, is on the gun, it's guaranteed not to shoot, right? Uh, no, there are some guns that have safeties that have, um, that have uh, um, went out for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. uh, the the gun that I use is a is a Glock. They don't necessarily come with a safety. Mm -hmm. Some people don't feel comfortable with that. And yeah. you know, like you know, I tell people get something that you're comfortable with. And that kind of leads me into uh, talking about how to go and purchase a firearm. Like what what are, what are you looking for? What are you going to use it for? Because they make they make all different types of guns for different uses. Or whatever so um and don't necessarily trust everybody that's behind the counter because at the end of the day a lot of them are just really trying to make that sale mm -hmm. you know um have somebody with you you know that something that knows somewhat about firearms um don't buy a firearm just based on looks you know don't say oh mm -hmm. i want something nice pretty cute you know um in most cases they're going to sell you that gun. You know, they're not going to yeah. give you all the information that you need. They're not going to ask you, well, what exactly are you using the gun for? Are you going to use it to conceal carry it? Are mm -hmm. you going to have it in your vehicle? Mm -hmm. Are you using it for home defense? Uh, most people that carry guns is normally a subcompact size mm -hmm. or a uh, compact size. So that way, when you're carrying it on you, you can't you know, really see it that well. Most full-size guns, people don't really carry. They may keep it at home or something. Um, make sure it feels comfortable to you. Right. When you when they put it in your hand, mm -hmm. make sure it's not too heavy. Make sure you can pull the slide back. I know a lot of people have issues with pulling that slide back yeah. and uh, uh, so that round can go in the chamber. Mm -hmm. um, so point it out, look, look through the sights, you know, um, uh, you got different calibers out there, nine millimeter, 40, 45, 
I'll tell you, either one of those are going to get the job done. Okay. Some people are going to tell you, oh, don't use a, this caliber or that caliber. You know, this one got more knockdown power. Now, what I will tell you is a 22. I wouldn't recommend using a 22 for yeah. uh, for self-defense. I mean, they are dangerous, mm-hmm. but, you know, just a few steps above that, you got your 380 and then you got your nine millimeter. Uh, a nine millimeter is pretty much the go-to round. Okay. Um, if 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 we wasn't in this pandemic right now, mm-hmm. um, you know, prices wouldn't be so high. You can find nine millimeter rounds anywhere, uh, nor nor what type of ammo to use. So just you know, th- things like that. You know, I, just I heard what it to was a, a ammo shortage. Is that true? Have you heard um, anything about that? Yeah, there is an ammo shortage. Um, it it kind of has more to do with not necessarily the uh, the dealers, but the companies that produce the the lead or the mm-hmm. brass, you know, things like that, like the uh, primer that's mm-hmm. in the back of the uh, the uh, round that that would ignite, you know, the round in order for it to be able to come out. Mm-hmm. So you know, it there's a high demand for uh, ammo and guns right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of take that with a grain of salt. Because a lot of what we're facing now is some really, really strict gun laws. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's something that's pushed by the government as well to say, yeah. let's make it a little bit harder, you know, for people to get guns. Because in the whole presidency, uh, or while Trump was president, mm-hmm. uh, numbers skyrocketed for yeah. Black people to get guns. And mm-hmm. it's been climbing since then. Mm-hmm. There's always been scares about civil war and stuff like that. Yeah. So I kind of, I mean, that stuff didn't kind of pass for the most part. Yeah. So we all looking for ammo prices to kind of go back down. But, I hope so. You know, yeah. What about a, a air gun? Is that something, is it worth your time? I wanted to ask about that because, you know, like if I see an animal or something that's going to attack me, I'm wondering, will an air gun work? Um. Or is it just better to get the real deal? It's it's better to get the real deal. I mean, you know, in this day and age, mm-hmm. I make the assumption that everyone I walk past, everybody that I drive past has a gun. Everybody has a gun now. Yeah. Um, using an air gun is really just probably gonna piss somebody off. Now, <laughs> when it when it comes to practicing, uh, you may get something like a uh, like a replica of a real gun and it may have a similar feel mm-hmm. so uh you know because uh, you know because ammo is high people are doing more practice inside of the house okay. which is drawing out of the holster mm-hmm. put a target up on the wall and stand five to ten yards away from it uh, yeah. you can get a paper plate index card and you can just point out at it just mm-hmm. to you know get, get the correct form proper uh you got to have a proper stance Mm-hmm. You gotta have proper uh uh grip, mm-hmm. a trigger squeeze, side alignment, picture alignment. So it's a lot that entails pulling off a a good shot. But you can get an air gun if you're going out to, to just practice mm-hmm. or like a BB gun or something like that, just to mm-hmm. kind of get used to the feel of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. But as far as using it for any type of defense measures, home defense, 
Nah, it's 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 really not it's gonna it's not gonna time. do anything at all. Yeah, but it's, yep, so definitely. it's basically good to practice with your gun, whether it's an air gun or the real deal. Right, right. Yeah, my lightning went out again. Yeah. Oh, there we go. But yeah, I mean, it's really just a waste of time getting that. But uh, I mean, it's things that you can do without having to go out there and make a big purchase on buying a bunch of ammo. Uh, like I know myself and uh a lot of other people that I know, we started making early purchases and 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 building up our uh stockpile years ago. Yeah. Um, we didn't necessarily see this particular thing coming. Okay. But you know, it's yeah. good to do it just in case. So, right. you know, a lot of people I know, they have thousands of rounds stashed away. And it, I mean, it seems like overkill, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Normally when I go out and practice at a range, um, I don't go as much as I want to. I, I go at least once every two weeks. And I at least shoot about 100 rounds. But when I go, I'm working on something specific instead of just shooting. Right. When you go into the range and just shooting, you could be doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. unless you get proper instruction and say hey try this try that stand like mm-hmm. this and you know they're giving you real tips you know um but yeah for the for the most part um i mean it's it's, it's you know ammo ammo is is pretty scarce so all right i'm gonna go over what you were saying in the beginning like um the four like primary rules of safety firearm safety um you said watch your muzzle, keep it pointed in a safe direction at all times. Right. Um, treat every firearm as if it's loaded. Right. And don't put your finger on the trigger unless you're ready to shoot. Right. And pretty much watch where you're pointing the gun. Right. It, right. At all times. At all times. Um, right. And there, there are other rules, other safety rules mm-hmm. um, that that may apply more to like, let's say when you're at the actual range, uh, most ranges that you go to, they'll have you to sign a waiver and okay. they'll have a lot of other uh, rules and stuff for you to go over pertaining to that range, whether it's indoor or, or uh, outdoor. Um, I think uh, people need to also uh, learn more about the proper terminology, you know, um, let's say what, what ceasefire means, you know, when you're on the range or what a firing line is or a burn, you know, th- things like that. Ceasefire um, means stop, right? Stop firing. Right, right, right. Or, you know, like some people would say uh, cold range or hot range, which, you know, cold means, you know, we had a ceasefire. Mm-hmm. Everybody put their guns down, take the magazines out, unload it, uh, uh, leave the slide locked to the rear and you put the gun down and you step away from right. you know the uh the area that you're shooting uh most of the times you'll have a uh, a range safety officer that should be at that range making sure everybody you know uh is 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 also being safe yeah uh, abiding by the right out. protocol basically right right um you know, once you sign that waiver, you know, it's kind of like a, you know, liability thing, you know, um, they're not really responsible for you doing stuff negligent, you know, stuff like that. Uh, it's a, me personally, I really don't like going to a lot of indoor ranges, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes to training people. Sometimes it can be really loud and obnoxious. 
person next to you shooting. And even though you have ear protection, it can still be really loud. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of people uh, going into some of these ranges and committing suicide. And stuff like mm-hmm. that happens. You don't really know people's mind frame mm-hmm. when they go into these ranges. Um, that has well, literally like happened before. Keep your eyes and ears open, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you don't really know. I mean, you get a ton of people coming in there and you don't know who is who. Uh, most of the time when you go to these outdoor ranges, for the most part, you have your own space. Yeah. Um, it's not as loud. You can move around a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, you can work on basic style shooting, uh, tactical style shooting, um, you know, different type of uh, uh, reload drills and things like yeah. that. And and it is, I mean, it is more comfortable, you know, you're outside in the elements. So yeah. I just um, want to reiterate the gun range is just important because if you're going to purchase a gun or have a gun for your home for protection, the gun range is to, you know, for you to practice with. Right, right. Yeah. Another good thing is to be able to try to find somebody with some private land. Um, a lot of people kind of, well, there are people who feel, uh, us as Black people, we feel mm-hmm. uh, uncomfortable with going to some of these ranges because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you see a lot of, you see a lot of white folks at these ranges mm-hmm. and people don't really feel that comfortable going in there. Um, it's kind of a male dominated type of thing. Yeah. Even though now you see a lot of women shooting, but yeah, um, it's not our lane. It's not something that you know people of color do on the regular. Right, right. It's just something that uh, you know, you know, with black people, you know, with us, we have been miseducated about guns for a really, really long time. Yeah. And uh a lot of us are scared of guns, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just based on the communities that we grow up in, mm-hmm. we don't know about laws. And see, laws that, you know, I tell people also, whatever state that you live in, mm-hmm. if you decide to get a gun, learn about the laws. You know what I'm saying? Learn about mm-hmm. how you can carry uh, inside of your vehicle. Right. Uh, or open I mean, carry. Some, right. Yeah, learn about the open carry laws. Away, or, or, me, you know, I'm I mean, it's cool. People can open carry, mm-hmm. you know, that's their business. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can make yourself a target, you know? Yeah, you um, feel, people feel threatened. Yeah, I mean, people, you somebody may be trying to rob a store or something, man. They see you with a gun, you're going to be the first person they're going to take out. Uh, you know, as far as your vehicle, I know here, here in Georgia, they consider your vehicle an extension of your home, meaning that you can carry any way you like. You can have a magazine in, one in the chamber. Okay. You can have it out out on the seat, in the glove mm-hmm. box. It doesn't matter. Um, so, you know, I mean, some, but some, some states aren't like that. Yeah. And also you know in what? Georgia. As a, as a Black man, are you afraid to even do that? Because, you know, in, some, in, in history, just recently, if you get pulled over and they see it, how you feeling? Right. Um, now, now I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend people to just carry them any old type of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, pretty much all of the time, I'm always concealing. Uh, I can tell you about a incident that I had uh, one time I got pulled over. Uh, I had just got 
I had just purchased a vehicle from a private owner. Mm-hmm. Now, when you buy a vehicle from a private owner, you have seven days to get a tag as opposed to 30 if you were getting yeah. off of a uh, lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, I didn't take the old tag off the vehicle. I'm like, well, you know what? If I take it off, it's going to be an eyesore anyway. So I'm going to just mm-hmm. get pulled over regardless. Right. Um, so I got, you know, I got pulled over. I already knew why. Um, so the guy got out and uh, he, he, he did explain why he was pulling me over. He said, oh, you know, your tag, this, you know, because sometimes they like to play mind games. Yeah, said, yeah. Do you know why I pulled you? No, but I'm right. pretty sure you're going to tell. So he went on ahead and uh, told me, and I said, yeah, I just purchased the vehicle. The only thing that he asked me for at the time was my uh, license. Mm-hmm. Gave it to him. Everything was, you know, checking out fine. Mm-hmm. So um, this lady walked up to the passenger side and she said, hey, uh, we saw that you was a uh, concealed carry holder. Um, do you have your uh, bill of sales or whatever? But, you know, we just want to make sure that, you know, if you have a gun, right. that it's not in the same area of where you're trying to reach for it. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, in Georgia, Georgia is not a shell-informed state, mm-hmm. meaning that I don't have to tell the police officer if I have a gun in my vehicle. Mm-hmm. Now, that's Georgia. Mm-hmm. Other states... You know what I'm saying? It's probably different. Mm-hmm. So I leaned over and told her, I said, well, I don't have to give you that information. And she said, well, and you know, the next thing is, oh, because of officer safety, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. And I said, well, you got a gun on you, right? And she said, well, yeah, I mean, you can legally, I said, well, look, I don't need to, and you know, I didn't get irate with her. You didn't you know, have to disclose like that. that information. Right. So so I kind of told her again, I said, ma'am, you know, by law, I don't have to give you that information. So she kind of blew it off. All right. You know, you know, go ahead and get it. So, I mean, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily uh, feel scared, per se, when I get pulled over. But there is a a sense of nervousness because you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Nobody feels comfortable getting pulled over by the police ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, black, white, whatever. I mean. We can kind of argue that one too, but for the most yeah. part, for the most part, we don't feel comfortable with the police pulling us over. Right. Um, and and I mean, you know, I you know when I was in my twenties, I had uh, a lot of stuff going on, you know, with the uh, police. I I've never had any type of, you know, jail time mm-hmm. or felony charges or you yeah. know stuff crazy. But I used to lash out really bad. Mm-hmm. When I knew I was being wronged, but mm-hmm. I never could back it up because I wasn't knowledgeable on mm-hmm. laws and what to do, what not to do. So I tell people, if you get a gun, you know, learn about all these laws and stuff and what you can and can't do. That way you right. can pick your battle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, my dad told me a long time ago, he said, uh, what you don't know can hurt you. And that's mm-hmm. and that's true. Mm-hmm. I appreciate so, all this knowledge. So what well, well, we, we we went over the, you know, the most important things to do in terms of gun safety, but it mm-hmm. sounds like as soon as you learn about gun safety, you definitely need to learn about the law within your state. Right, right. Your state and surrounding states. Um, you could, you could drive over the state line mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you now, these cops, they will tell you everything because, I mean, they'll, they'll tell you anything you know, uh, they're out Assuming there to make you don't know money. the law. Right. And they're, they're betting that you don't know because mm-hmm. I've literally had this happen to me over and over and over again. Not so much now, but when I was in my 20s, early 20s, mm-hmm. it happened to me all the time. Uh, 
I've had issues where I, they've had to throw uh, court cases out because of how, you know, uh, police officers conducted themselves. I think that's another reason why I wanted to kind of get into what I'm doing now, because I wanted to teach other people, like, look, this is what you can and can't do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Take that with you and expand from there. If you have to drive from state to, to, to state, mm -hmm. you know, learn about these laws. You know, some of these cops, when they pull you over in some states, if they ask you, you do have to tell them. You have to have mm -hmm. your gun in one place and the ammo in another place so that it's not okay. accessible. You know, what about uh, your classes, Dion? Are you do you have any upcoming classes that we can enroll in? Uh yeah. Um people, you know, if they if you know if they're interested, they can go to uh my website is uh www.primetimetactical and it's and it's spelled like it sounds primetimetactical.com. Uh I have a class I think coming up on the I think it's the 27th. Um, and it's just a basic pistol one class. Okay. Uh, you go in there and just you get some information. I, I'll be adding more classes here. Uh, yeah, because so. I know it's a pandemic. That's why I was curious. I know everybody, even my doctor left me. Everybody, you know, is rechanging the way they do business because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you definitely got to play it safe. Um, as far as right now, you know, I have, a, you know, my class limit is like three. I, okay. I probably... Uh, extended uh you know to five you know at some point mm -hmm. um you know i mean as long as people you know bring their mask and stuff like that yeah you know they should be fine bring their own hand sanitizer and everybody's mm -hmm. spaced out just the follow the safety be. protocols for the pandemic. right right okay yeah. well we're definitely going to visit your website also we're going to you know follow you with the hugh p newton uh gun club group is it gun mm -hmm. club yeah yeah, if you, uh, if you, I mean, you can pretty much put UEP Newton Gun Club in on Facebook. You'll probably mm -hmm. see a lot of group pages come up. Yeah. We have multiple chapters uh, all around the nation. Uh, okay. Man, from, from uh, you know, Atlanta, Columbus, uh, Dallas, Houston, Las Vegas, New Jersey. Okay. Um, yeah, so you can pretty much put that in on, on, on Facebook or uh, uh, YouTube, and you can probably see a lot of old videos on there. Um, you know stuff like that. I'm um I'm, I'm also on uh, uh Instagram is uh primetime underscore tactical. So I, I do share a lot of uh informational you know videos on there as well. Okay. Um and, and it's the same thing with my YouTube channel, same same uh same name, primetime okay. tactical training. We'll definitely post it um within this conversation. And Dion, I want to thank you um for you know, just sharing the knowledge of gun safety and just having a gun and learning the laws. Cause I thought about everything else, but learning the law didn't even cross my mind. So I'm definitely yeah, it'll, gonna it'll figure out what the laws are around me. And um right. do you have any last words? I, I definitely do. It's just to thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. And hopefully we have another conversation. More yeah, more than likely, yeah. Yeah. Um I, I mean I just want to tell everybody, uh you know, if 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 you're new to guns, um, reach out to people. Uh, do do your research okay. on these instructors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you know, just because somebody say that they're an instructor or they know about guns doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that right. you have a right to vet your instructor. You mm -hmm. know, uh, look at their track records. Like, look at look at some of the uh, comments that people put 
on their social media uh, pages and stuff like that. Uh, don't don't be in a rush to just go out there and buy something cheap. Okay. Um, one of my partners um, always said, uh, you buy once, cry once. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to necessarily buy the most expensive gun, but, you know, you know, around the $500 range, you can, you can find yeah. a pretty decent handgun, uh, but know what you know, what you want to use it for. Yeah. Um, practice, practice is really going to make you perfect. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to go out there and spend money on a lot of high dollar stuff, but if you go out there and just practice on shooting, uh, that's, that's just a, a, a upgrade in itself. So, um, yeah, just, just be patient, you know, go out there, do the, do the proper research. All right. Thank you so much, Dion. We're no going problem. to end it here and uh, we'll talk again. All right. Thank you. All right. Today, what we'll be working on is um, reloading. I'm going to show you guys two different ways you can reload. You got your emergency reload and then you got your tactical or administrative reload. I'm going to give the demonstration and then I'm going to come back and show you uh, why you would use that in a certain situation. So that was the emergency reload. If you're ever in a situation where you are taken on fire, whether you're behind cover, concealment, whatever the case may be, you draw out, you're putting uh, rounds on your threat, and you run dry. Your uh, slide locks back to the rear. You want to bring your weapon back to your workspace, take the mag out. At that point, you don't care where the magazine is going. You're just trying to get rid of it. Okay, you can find it later. You can purchase one later. It don't matter. Reach for your next magazine, insert into the magazine well, and you get right back in the game immediately. All right, so what we're going to do is going to work on the uh, administrator for tactical. Support. That was pretty much what your tactical or administrative reload looks like. In this particular situation, let's say at this moment in time, you know you, you possibly got maybe one or two threats. You draw out, 
and you know you have neutralized that threat or those threats and you are in no longer in uh, any type of immediate danger you may or may not be so you're not really counting rounds as you shoot but when you draw out you're probably shooting about five six seven rounds you know you probably have about you know three or four more rounds left but what you want to do is you want to come back bring your weapon to your workspace you want to take that mag out and it may be a little bit more difficult if you are concealed carrying and your magazine uh, uh, holder is not exposed. So you got to take that mag out. Now, technically, there's two different ways that you can do that, right? So you can push out, put rounds down, come back in. You can take the magazine out first. Okay, reach down. Insert that mag. Put that one in rack and get right back in the game or you can bring uh your weapon back to your workspace you can come down first and take the mag out insert your new mag and then put this one back up. and you're checking your surroundings so definitely if you do encounter another threat you can just push out and you know you have a full mag. All right, so those are pretty much the two different type of ways of reloading. I would say come out to the range, uh, practice both of those techniques. Uh, if you if you buying a you know a couple boxes of uh, rounds, you kind of want to put half of that to the, to the side and take your uh, box of fifty and say, okay, well I'm just gonna do five rounds on this particular drill. I'm gonna take the next five rounds and I'm gonna work on this particular drill. That way you can kind of conserve ammo a little bit. Uh, probably come out maybe once a week, once every two weeks, uh, as much as you can work on those type of drills or you can work on those drills while you're at home and uh, you wanna save ammo. Uh, you can purchase these, what they call them, snap caps. You can purchase those. And you can work on that same exact drill while you're inside of the house. So, uh, so just keep training, stay vigilant. I'm out.